Hello and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. This is Penny Sansevieri with my awesome host, Amy Cornell. Uh, Amy, in today's show, much like I think our last show was your idea, was it not? Ooh, am I trending now? I, I have... <laughs> I like this. I will say I I am prime for ideas since I get to chat with so many different authors. You know, I feel like yeah. I, I should be I should be having just lists and lists of brilliant things to talk about. So <laughs> the bar has now been raised. The bar has been raised. And you know, we also I also want to remind everybody listening that we love ideas. So show ideas, uh, something you're challenged with. We promise not to mention, not to name names. Like if you think, oh, I'm going to write them and they're going to call me out on their podcast. Absolutely not. Um, Unless you want to be mentioned, you can mention in your email. But by all means, and that... that information will be in the show notes in terms of how to get in touch with us. Also want to remind you that we are uh, still taking, um, we're taking uh, submissions for Can This Book Be Saved, which is, we got our first one. So we're going to do that actually in our next show. And um, we're very excited about that. As ever, we really love um we really love reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. We would love to have um, love to have your thoughts on on what you think of the show and and you know what you like. And we're we're we are taking it to heart. Trust me. Uh, we had somebody comment about the audio, so we're working very hard to fix that. Um, and and show ideas and all of that good stuff. But I really so enjoy doing this show. Absolutely, me too. Yeah, I'm excited really- about this topic. And today we're going to talk about memoir, which is always such a tricky, not necessarily tricky, but it's a more challenging topic, I think, to talk about because there are, so, you know, on the upside, there are a lot of people writing a memoir, but the downside is, is that memoir is really its own um, space in terms of promotion. Um, and and I, I love personally working with memoir because it's very story rich. I mean, not that fiction isn't, but memoir is somebody's life story. Yeah, I agree. A well-done memoir can have such an astounding impact mm-hmm. because as you said, Penny, you're reading about somebody's life and that's such a uniquely intimate uh, reading and book experience, you know, that you really just don't get in a lot right. of other topics or genres, that intimacy level that is, um, yeah, that's entirely unique to memoirs, even more so than uh, biographies, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But the, but the issue I think really is, is that publicizing and marketing a memoir is often, I think, confusing for authors. Because I think that we assume readers will enjoy reading about us, and they may, but first, this has to matter to your reader and I mean, the book has to matter to your reader. And that's really why we decided, excuse me, to start to do a podcast on this because um, so oftentimes, in particular with memoir, authors are promoting the book and not necessarily promoting the message, if that makes sense. Um, so Amy, let me, so since you are our First line of defense, uh, I guess, would that be the quarterback? I know so much more about soccer than I do about football. I'm sorry. I guess would that that make you our quarterback? I guess so. Maybe, right? Hmm. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like an offensive lineman for those of you who are (laughs) 
are American football centric. <laughs> that's, that's fabulous. But I, but you are the first line of defense, you know, like the for when people get, uh, get in touch with us, you're the first person that they talk to. Truly. Yes. And I'll be honest, Penny, uh, memoirs make me really nervous and oh, okay. (laughs) I know. And, and I am being entirely candid, but the reason is because while all books require a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, like nothing is more personal than putting your life out there Yeah, for people to potentially analyze, judge, comment on, and their reviews, things like that. So it takes a really thick skin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll be candid when people come to us and they want to collaborate on their memoir. Part of me is like, oh, geez, like it's so much more intense potentially um, than a lot of other genres or topics. So I really, you know, it's, it's a big thing for us to take on as well. And with 4,500 and more and counting books published every day, it's really challenging for any book to become, you know, quote unquote, successful. Yeah. Um, and it's a whole lot easier to take the challenges that just naturally come with putting a book out there on that journey. You know, it's so much easier to take those personally when the book is about you, when it's about your life. So again, that's why memoirs make me nervous because it's just an entirely different animal than, than a lot of other books. So, um, but what I look for, you know, as usual, I want to see a really great cover. You always need a great cover, but memoirs, you know, really rely on creating an emotional connection. So that's super important. I also really want to know whether or not their story is entirely unique or what is, you know, exceptional about it because- right. You know, everyone's experience is, of course, unique. Um, but to use an example, we actually do see a lot. A lot of authors contact us around the topic of divorce, you know, after their experience with a divorce or with a marriage ending or something like that. But divorce in and of itself isn't a unique concept. So right. right. an author who writes a memoir about divorce and contacts us and about their experience it's going to be a lot more challenging uh, to get people's attention because you really have to like hit a home run when it comes to narrowing in on what makes you unique and why your perspective or your experience with divorce is new and different and helpful and things like that. So that's just one, um, an easy example, I think, for people to kind of wrap their minds around why, uh, it can be challenging putting a memoir out there. And Penny, I know you have uh, some additional examples at the ready. Well, I think that a lot of authors focus on, um, I think the first mistake that authors make with memoir is they focus on publicizing the memoir instead of uh, publicizing the ideal, the idea, excuse me, focal point or benefit behind it. Um, and, and, you know, let me give you an example. So, so probably um, one of the most at the ready examples are books that are tied to the Holocaust, right? Um, so obviously that experience was so um, intense and so horrific that um, all of these books, even if you have, you can have 10 Holocaust books on a shelf and all of these books are very unique, but how we will publicize them will depend a little bit on where the anchor point is in the story. So for example, um, was there something that, you know, we've worked with books where somebody was a uh, musician, right? And they played music or, and that's how they helped 
um, you know, that, that's how they helped get their, you know, up these people through this. And so there's always, so you have to kind of find that second layer. Um, we worked with, uh, on a book, um, called the replacement child. And this book was specifically about, so it was her memoir about being born after a sibling died. Right. And they actually, that's actually a thing. They call that the replacement child. So, um, you know, that really becomes, there's a big anchor to that, right? So yes, it's a memoir, but the bigger anchor is, is that this happens and it's a thing. And it's an, it can sometimes be an odd dynamic for the new child coming into the family, right? Um, and I think, and another example, and this have this was, um, this was a, a before your time, Amy, which uh, is is more than 10 years ago, but we worked with a book about um, a daughter found after her father passed away, a daughter found her father's letters that he wrote um, home to his then fiance and then later his wife um, uh, during World War II, right? And what we did with this book uh, in promotion is uh, obviously the anchor point is going to be World War II, right? So that's sort of a given. But the other element of this was was genealogy. And the genealogy market loved this, right? They loved this idea of this daughter just digging through this history and piecing together this, you know, what her, where her father went, you know, all this other stuff. So there are always... Um, it, I think it's really key that authors dig into the benefits to the reader beyond the obvious story because memoirs for just selling a memoir is it it's a tougher ask right so you know when you have those those um when you have those additional anchor points that's where you start to build a bigger story and it also helps i think when you determine that as you're as you're putting together your cover which we'll talk about in a little bit it helps to um, to have some of those elements in the cover so that it, it you know, helps to evoke sort of that emotion. Um, but does that, does that make sense, Amy? Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I like that, that concept of you need to get into the additional layers of your story. Yeah. And, and yeah. Not just whatever that first obvious layer is. It's almost like, okay, that's, we get it. That's obvious. That's not the selling point. It's the additional elements, those those supporting layers that are actually going to make it really unique. And, you know, that really goes along with something else that you really have to keep in mind to stay grounded and to stay focused on what you need to do to promote, you know, a memoir that while a lot of people will pick up a memoir of a famous person, either, you know, a legit celebrity in popular culture, or perhaps it's somebody that's just well-known mm -hmm. in a particular sport or a particular industry. That's because there's this established societal psychological fascination with, with what goes on in that person's life. So right. people just automatically, they see like, oh my gosh, I can know what so-and-so thinks and what they do. Like, you know what I mean? There's that just pull, that automatic pull that people have to buy those kind of books. But as a layperson, for lack of a better term, you don't have that luxury. You know, you really have to work your butt off and do all the right things to make a solid first impression, you know, and then keep their attention going. Yeah. yeah. And that is, that is really challenging with, with a memoir because they don't know you from Adam and you really have to convince them that it's worth knowing you more. 
Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that, you know, to your point about, you know, famous people, we worked um, with uh, Jerry Lewis's publicist. He was kind of his right hand, right hand man for a long time. They, They referred to him as his publicist, but he was all sort of all things. And he published his stories, sort of his memoir. Um, and it was all to- told through stories with work with Jerry Lewis. And even that was, it wasn't always a given that, um, you know, Jerry Lewis's immediate fan base sort of wanted to read it. So I think that even in those, you know, you just have to find the, you know, the different layers to the story. In his case, you know, we just talked about what was it, you know, what's it like to travel the world with somebody who is the, cent- you know, at, at the time, the really the center of a lot of universes. And of course, they went to Paris a lot because he was super big in France and had a lot of stories around that. So it became more about the stories, which, which engaged people. Um, and it's interesting, you know, another example of sort of somewhat celebrity memoir was the memoir that we worked on around the show Cagney and Lacey. We worked with the uh, show's producer. And what was interesting about that was that the the feminism market cared a great deal about that book. So yes, it was a memoir, absolutely pitched it memoir, but the feminism market, nobody knew this producer because unfortunately, like many producers, unless you get to be, you know, some, you know, some massive name, don't really know the name per se, but the feminism market really liked it because of the history of the show Cagney and Lacey first, other than Angie Dickinson, I think first female cop duo on television and how he fought to get these women and, you know, the network would say, oh, the women are just not interesting or whatever horrible thing that they said back then. And that really became the story. So at some, some level, you may also have to, you know, um, brainstorm uh, a little bit, because I think that that's also, you know, that also becomes part of, um, part of putting together your, 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 your plan. Oh yeah, absolutely. And this is, you know, that's when memoirs actually become very much like other fiction, nonfiction mm-hmm. books, excuse me. We've said all these things like memoirs so unique, memoirs so unique, but when it comes to pitching and coming up with sales angles and stuff, that is very similar to a lot of the tips that we give for just nonfiction in general. So we've got a lot of resources on that. Definitely check our blog. Yeah. We've written about it a lot. Um, but you know, for example, we don't pitch business books and say, Hey, you know, this is another book about how to not tank your career, you know, because (laughs) (laughs) that would be ridiculous. But the reality is that's what the book is about. You know what I mean? There are millions of business success books and people continue to write them and they continue to do well. Right. Um, Right. But that's where being creative with your angles and your pitching and really highlighting what makes your book unique and what you have to offer is just absolutely critical. Yeah. Uh, You know, same for memoir, going back to the divorce example, we've talked to a lot of authors who write memoirs because of their experience with divorce, but we all know divorce is common. So when we work with an author, we really rely very strongly on their input to really yeah. develop creative ways to highlight what makes their story unique. And yeah. you have to keep in mind as the author, you know, yes, there are a lot of other books out there, you know, so you really just have to be realistic about that. And you also have to remember that what you're asking is for someone to dedicate hours of their time, of their life, where they're not doing stuff with their family or friends. You know what I mean? Like asking somebody to read your book is actually truly a big ask. It is. Yeah. 
And so always keep that in mind that it's not as simple as like, well, come on, it's it's $4.99. They can buy it. I'm super interesting and cool. Like, I don't see what the problem is here, you know? (laughs) But it's like, no, you really have to give people a solid rationale for why they want to immerse themselves, you know, in your life story. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that, and we, we, I, I accidentally skipped over covers. So we're going to talk about in that in a second, but I, I, I want to sort of run with your points. The notion of big media um, should maybe be considered to some degree. I mean, I don't want to sound all book promotion buzzkill, but I think that it's important to be selective about media. And, and I fully admit that I say this a lot about all media choices, but I feel like with memoir, you really have a unique chance to become part of an ongoing conversation. So the example is the replacement child that I cited earlier. So I coached this author that, um, you know, and told her to stay on top of any story related to this. And when John Travolta and Kelly Preston lost their son and then had another baby, she did tons of interviews. Um, And this book at that point was already five or more years old. So when you can... Um, when you can anchor to a story, to a larger story, it, your book becomes evergreen. And memoirs are very are, are typically evergreen, right? So um, that is a story, and she has she has continued to become to be an expert in the quote unquote re- replacement child. Um, uh, you know, again and again, and again, she's done very, very well with that. Um, Amy, I know you've got some some other some other. Uh, tips on, on Amazon, but I want to just talk really quickly about covers because memoir covers are, I mean, covers are always important, but memoir covers, like you and I have talked about how really important it is to find that, you know, where it really evokes that emotion or whatever it is that you're trying to to share. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if there's a time to just hit somebody over the head with an idea, it's now like <laughs> whatever emotion is most fitting for your story. And I mean, I guess I think a lot of times people associate memoirs with very heavy topics. And I mean, usually that's the case because the human experience is heavy. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there's plenty of memoirs out there that are very humorous as well, you know? So whatever makes the most sense, I think for you as a person, for your branding, you know, when you're thinking long-term about how you want to anchor, like Penny was saying, how you want to anchor yourself to an ongoing conversation. I think that should be taken into consideration as well, you know, and in coming up with imagery that really makes sense for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that's really important. And I think that you, uh, I would recommend take a look at other memoirs similar to yours that are on Amazon and just get a sense of how like some of these covers just stop you in your tracks. And I love it when any cover does that, but in particular with memoir, it's really, really important. So invest some time and do some research there. And Amy, I know you've got, um, I want you to, to, to bring us home here. You've got some tips on on making a bigger impact on Amazon because you do most, if not all of our book page evaluations. So why don't you take it away? Yeah. The Amazon, your Amazon presence, you know, this is where you're selling your book. This is where you convince people to buy it at the end of the day. This is what closes the deal. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, that once they get to Amazon, you still have to close the deal. Um, So using a smart descriptive subtitle, uh, I'm kind of approaching this because most of the memoir people that we speak to typically tend to be self-published in some form just as a general rule. So a lot of times they have full control over a lot of these things. So, you know, 
just, you know, that's a disclaimer, <laughs> but, you know, use really smart descriptive subtitles um, and know that it doesn't have to match exactly what's on your cover. I think a lot of people limit themselves, Penny, because they're like, oh, but my, the subtitle on my cover is different than what I'd like to say in my Amazon subtitle. And I say, go for it. You know, that's just one more opportunity, you know, to say something else about what your book is about, who you are. Yeah. Um, so use that descriptive subtitle because I think a lot of times, um, you know, people can misunderstand what a memoir is at face value too. Sometimes it's not really obvious that what you're looking at is a memoir. So I think making that clear, making sure that it's a, like making it clear that it's a life story. Um, as usual, don't describe your book with big blocks of text or one long paragraph. I realize a lot of authors struggle with their formatting on Amazon. So please be loud and make noise with Amazon support and yeah. just bug the hell out of them until they help you fix your stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. So keep away from using more than a couple sentences per paragraph. People just really don't, their brains don't want to process more than that until they're really, really invested. Uh, use bullets. If you have numerous unique selling points, hopefully you do. Um, if you've had multiple life-altering, life-changing experiences, bullets are a great way to put a spotlight on those and really make your story stand out. Um, be smart about your bio and all the other sections in Author Central. You know, these are really critical opportunities to be more relatable, uh, to talk more about yourself, your motivation for writing it, um, any other part of your history or background that maybe is not super fitting for your official bio. Um, these are great areas. Uh, people will be more apt to buy your book if they feel related to you in some way. Yeah. You know, so don't waste all of these built in free chances that Amazon gives you to essentially sell your book all over again in another way. Um, and last but not least, you know, don't price your book too high. You know, I think memoirs tend to skew a little bit higher and I, I can, I totally understand where that comes from. Like an author is putting themselves out there. It's a very vulnerable and raw situation to be in. And it's like, yeah, like part of it's like, that should be worth more than this, like, you know, genre romance book, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, that's not how buyers think. So you really have to, you know, keep everything in check and, stay within the market and what people are willing to pay just for books in general. And just remember that, you know, higher price points are really reserved for household names and textbook publishers. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good, um, I think that's a really good point. I think that it's interesting that you're right. I mean, the memoir market does tend to skew a little bit higher in terms of the pricing for independently published authors especially and it's it's definitely a good idea to you know to stay away from that so i wanted to uh, thank you all for for listening and as always for your feedback on the show um book reviews uh, book reviews listen to me i love book reviews too just so you know um but um <laughs> <laughs> like i always i always the love the I always love book reviews. Yay. Uh, podcast reviews. And, and, and I will say that, you know, when you review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to leave a tidbit of something you learned or you want to implement. It's also a great way when you write it down. It's a great way to remember it. Um, and on the next show, I'm so excited. We have our very first Can This Book Be Saved? So I'm excited about that. And please, if you have... Um, you know, questions, or if you wonder if your book can be saved, 
the pitching, um, how to pitch us on that is will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Penny Sansferry and Amy Cornell. And this is the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>